Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is Friday, March 18th. This is Anything Goes Podcast. Let's get Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hey, I know it's been two weeks since we recorded an episode. We have had some serious technical difficulties uh not so much i don't think so much on my end but i'm not i'm not ready to to throw the throw the javelin at my provider quite yet we'll see how tonight goes before i do that we're here once again with jimmy what's up chris hey jimmy i'm gonna hit you with one tonight i don't know if you've heard of this yeah Hmm. I just I just heard of it this week. Uh, it was apparently proposed uh, in February, but I think it's it it goes beyond. So you know, we never talk about abortion or anything like that. Um, hmm. But this goes beyond it, even though the intent of this okay. is about abortion. Really, the part that I'm concerned about goes beyond that okay so let me just read real quick for you so maryland senate bill 669 okay that's uh that's what we're talking about it was a proposed bill crafted by a democratic senator in maryland which the way it's written could potentially allow for babies to be killed up to 28 days after birth wow wow 28 days after birth Murder. It, well, I mean, well, but honestly, that's what they advocate for. And man, this is a really, really touchy subject. Yeah. Uh, the the whole abortion topic. Yeah. This is just which insanity. is why I stay away from it generally. Right. I don't you know? But it's like, but it's the left has to constantly compete and go further and further left. Yeah. And well, because I mean, that is pretty much always my argument. Anyway, is um, if they can kill a fetus or whatever, or, or an unborn baby. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, it's the mother's choice, you know, whatever. Right. Then, then that's, that's kind of my argument is like, well, why can't they just, well, they're still dependent on you until, you know, if why, why can't they kill their two year old? What's the difference? Well, and so the part of this that I'm super concerned about is the bill. What it does is it proposes a revision to the fetal murder manslaughter statute in Maryland that would serve to handcuff any investigation of an infant death unrelated to abortion up to 28 days after birth. Yeah, that's crazy. So basically from day you're born to 28 days out, if that baby dies for whatever reason, mm-hmm. doesn't, they won't know the reason because they can't investigate it. If this passes, they're not allowed to investigate it. It's making me really question, you know, when you first brought it up is what is triggering this? What what is called what instances are occurring now that are saying, <laughs> exactly. you know what, we need to take action on this or we need to help protect mothers or we need to give parents, mothers, whatever, more options after birth. That's just. Yeah. Well, so my problem is my my gut feeling is, is, you know, this is one of these like really far left uh senators that are in annapolis um 
And it's absolutely 100% not going to pass. It's probably not even ever going to be actually brought to the floor. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you would even think that that would be a consideration to propose is more, you know, uh, where are, how are we at a place where it's, where somebody is comfortable enough to even propose some type of legislation like that? I mean, that's what, that's what gets me. Again, it's not even about the abortion pieces of this bill. It's about this part. I mean, we, we know we live in a pretty liberal state. Uh, they're going to go with the mainstream liberal ideology on things, you know, abortion, Second Amendment. All, they, they fall right lockstep in line with the national, um, you know, Democrat policies. So that none of that is shocking to me, but it's shocking to me that they're that somebody is comfortable enough to add this type of thing into legislation and probably not even think twice about it. Well, they're I mean, they're very good at this slow progression to get to this where this sure. is normalized, where this kind of discussion is normalized, which is kind of crazy. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Well, who's the, the former governor of of Virginia. Oh yeah. That whatever his we name just, was. <laughs> the yeah. blackface guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, no, 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 was no. No, McAuliffe is who uh Yunkin ran against, right? Yeah, that was the governor. No. Terry no. McAuliffe? No, no, maybe not governor. We'll get the yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll the get the name. But he was but he <laughs> explained I mean in a in a recorded interview how a baby would be born and then they would make sure the baby was comfortable and they, and then they would have a discussion about whether or not to. Right. That was the whole discussion about in, uh, in, uh, infanticide. Yes. Terry McAuliffe. No, it's not, I, I'm, I'm going to get it. No, 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 not him. I'm no, pretty no, sure no. it was him. Yeah, that's not who I'm talking about. We'll get, we'll get the info. But Ter Well, regardless, Terry yeah. was limitedly on board with that. I think. I, I, I'm sure. I mean, that that's where they all were kind of going. But um, it, it just it blew my mind then. And so this is just like that next step. The next step. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, you know, we see it with Second Amendment rights all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, you you give them an inch. And that's why that's why, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched these First and Second Amendment auditors on the Internet, uh, you know, where they go out and they. They kind of flex their First Amendment right to journalism or they go out and flex their Second Amendment right to carry out in town. Um, and, you know, they inevitably get approached by law enforcement and law enforcement, you know, either, you know, throws a fit about it or whatever. And they're like, why are you doing this? They, they always ask the question, why are you doing this? Like, because if we don't use our rights, we lose our rights. Yeah. And, and by us coming out here and doing this and you taking some sort of negative action against us is is basically showing that we're losing our rights because even law enforcement is, you know, in some cases, uh, you know, not not standing up for our rights, even though, you know, you you swore an oath to the Constitution to uphold the laws of the land, which uh, is the Constitution. So. Uh, yeah, I, I can hundred percent see that. Cause I, I watch a lot of those videos. I watch a lot of those, uh, 
especially First Amendment otters. There aren't so many Second Amendment otters out there. But a lot of First Amendment otters, and, you know, they stand on a public sidewalk. They've got their phone. They're videotaping a federal courthouse. Inevitably, cops come out. You know, a lot of times they get arrested and they get charged with, like, obstruction or, you know, some ridiculous charge because they were filming in public. And their point is, I'm on a public sidewalk. Yeah. Just because inside a courtroom a judge says I can't film doesn't give you the right to come out here on public property. And, you know, a lot of times they get tra- they try to trespass them. They try to do a whole bunch of things. And they're like, this is a, you're proving our point for us. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they walk that fine line of you know, suspicious behavior and, and the laws have kind of blurred that, um, over recent years, but, but specifically about this issue that we're discussing, Mm -hmm. I've always just find it. Um, I, I just didn't understand because the left is supposed to be the most, the empathetic. Right. Yeah. They're not. I mean, how do you not when you're, they're a hundred percent, do not not care about these Look at their argument about racism. Yeah. I mean, they, they, we're we're the party of, (laughs) yeah, but they're the, they're the ones nine times out of 10 that are creating policies in these cities that are not helping minority communities. Yeah. So, so Ralph Northam, that's who I'm talking about. And I'm sure your listeners are screaming at us saying, like, they know who I'm talking about. (laughs) Ralph Northam, that's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Glad he's, well, yeah, he was great. I mean, he, I think he was number two in insanity behind California's governor. Oh, of course. Yeah. Cause that guy, California. Oh, uh, Gavin, Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Yeah. yeah. That dude's out there. But again, you know, he's out there with Nancy and Kamala and I don't think he's done though. He's got, he's probably got his eyes on higher, higher seats. Yeah, well, good luck with that. I mean, he good can luck. be elected Senator from the state of California, but yeah. Anyway, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, so Jimmy, you're gonna have to help me out here because I always forget his name. Uh, Leah, Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas. <laughs> Leah Thomas. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, Leah Thomas is the 462nd ranked man <laughs> in college swimming who conveniently decided to swim as a woman this year and has shattered basically every single record. Uh, in women's college swimming, uh, was well, he's swimming in the NCAA championships this week, and shocker, shocker, won his race. So the beauty of it is, Jimmy, is I don't know if you've seen it, no, but as he's coming into the wall, you know, like I don't know, like three or four seconds ahead of anybody else, which in swimming is a mile. Uh, the crowd is silent. You don't hear anything. And then he touches the wall. And as soon as he touches the wall, everybody starts cheering, but they're cheering for the people that are the women, the actual women Mm -hmm. that are swimming behind him. Because basically what I took from it is they were showing the recognition that he didn't matter. And whoever came in second and third actually came in first and second. It sounds like they were prepared. So that's beautiful. That's beautiful to see. I think there's way more people that have just had enough of this. Um, it's just got to be embarrassed. It's one, it's embarrassing for us as a nation that we have these, that we allow this to, to occur. Um, well, and the other thing is, is 
okay, so this this dude has set like I think he's broken like world records for women, but the only people who recognize those broken records are the NCAA. The Olympics don't recognize them. Uh, as far as I know, no other country recognizes them. So are we really making ourselves out to be this big of like woke jackasses? Yes. Answer is yes. Because it's interesting. I don't see any I don't see any women who are transgender, you know, a, a dominating trans- male sports or, or or even wanting to join male sports not really for no, that no because they can't compete how many women how many at that level how many men or how many women that think that they're men are trying out for ncaa division one football teams <laughs> none right how many women that are transgender are jumping in the ring and boxing with men none now i think we had an instance in the ufc a while back where wasn't uh, one of the male Fallon Fox Fallon Fox. That's right. Who, who was a, a man who identified as a woman was fighting against women and did not even, I think they did it um, in secret at the time. Uh, yeah. I think initially they didn't tell anybody and then it was found out later, but he was I rocking. Boy, well, he broke their skull. Yeah. Broke an opponent's skull to my knowledge. Um, yeah, that's disgusting. That's that's it's terrible, especially in a combat sport like that. But any sport, it really isn't any physical, yeah. you know, s- sport where you're going to have that kind of physical advantage. It, it's disgusting. Um, and I mean, our kids both play. Sad. Our sad. kids both play lacrosse, right? Right. Uh, what the? What do you think would happen if one of ours decided that they were going to be transgender and wanted to play on the female lacrosse team? My God. Well, exactly. My opinion is, okay, I should, I would be embarrassed as the player, mm-hmm. but ultimately I'm just sad for the, the female athletes that, sure. that have to play behind them. You know, it's just yeah. not, it's just not fair. Well, yeah. And Connecticut was, I think, I think the first really big, when this started becoming a thing, uh, was in Connecticut where there was a high school, a female high school track athlete. She was a senior in high school. She was like number one in the state. And then two guys who, again, weren't even starters on the men's track team. So obviously there's a reason why they wanted to race against the women. uh, Started racing as females. And they broke like every Connecticut track record. And, And I think she sued the state because she lost a scholarship because she was not the number one ranked female in the state anymore. Hmm. So, I mean, this cost people, I mean, is, is Leah taking up a spot on the women's team for, for a woman who is deserving of that spot? Absolutely. She is no doubt. So where, where are my democratic friends on this who tout that they're here for women's rights and and all that when how can you be for women's rights when this is also acceptable to you square that for me because there there's no way to do that you can't sit here and you know say you're this huge advocate for women's rights while at the same time supporting a biological man dominating the woman's sport well and and we can't talk about this topic without mentioning uh how a man Edged out a woman for Woman of the Year. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> according to USA uh, Today, unbelievable. So uh, that is uh, Levine 
Is that uh, Rachel Levine? Levine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, if y'all don't know who she is or he is, or I think his real name is Greg, actually. Um, he He's in Biden's cabinet. He's the deputy surgeon general or deputy health and human services or something like that. I can't, I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, same, same kind of thing. It's, it's like I, the wokeness, you know, this is, oh, it's, we have to do it because, and it's just like, it goes to everything else. Look at Biden's cabinet. Always wants to be the first. Got oh, got to be the first black female on the Supreme Court. Yeah, got to be the first yeah. transgender. Only worried about race. Only worried yep. about gender. Identity only politics. worried about exactly. Hundred percent. Sexual preference. Yep. It's all being oh, got, factored first in. First gay. First right. gay secretary. Transportation secretary. Yeah. First transgender health and human services secretary or deputy secretary, whatever it is. Congratulations. Guess what? Yeah. We're falling behind. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, and here we go. You know, we're right back at it again because. Smoking Joe just nominated, you know, and he said before he he said before he even had the ability to nominate somebody for the Supreme Court that he was going to nominate a black female. So you just discriminated against every other ju judge or lawyer because you don't have to be a judge to be a Supreme Court justice. Um, but you just and you don't even have to be a lawyer, actually. So you just excluded an entire probably 90% of your base pool of applicants for that position. Right. Because you automatically, before you even had an opportunity to select somebody said that it was going to be a black female. Well, and so even if she was the most qualified candidate, which would be great. Well, but we, if, it, it, she'll never be remembered. No, like it, it, you automatically devalue that nomination because of your prerequisites. Yep. It's just not, yep. it's, it's wrong. And you know, she'll, she can never feel good about it because she knows that, that, okay, great. So you're, you were the most qualified black female candidate, but that's it. Well, we don't even not know that. Most, well, <laughs> that, that, that is, you know, the, I think she, I think he, I don't, I don't know as he necessarily chose her as she was the most qualified black candidate. I think he chose her because she was black and because in the last two or three years, she's already gone through two uh, Senate confirmations sure. and she, and she was voice voted both times. So there was no issue with her uh, going through uh, the Senate to get confirmed to the positions that she was, she was in or, you know, being nominated for. So Obvious, you know, so for her or for, for Biden, it was easy to say, well, I'll just pick her mm -hmm. because she's already gotten. I mean, how are they going to argue with the fact that they already confirmed her twice? Um, and oh, by the way, she's black, which is my main consideration. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you don't even know. You don't even know if she was the best qualified black female. I think that that was number one in his consideration. But very close second was and. I have a black candidate and she's already been confirmed. So this should be a cakewalk. And if the Republicans argue about it, then we can throw this in their face that you already confirmed her twice. So in the last two years. Mm -hmm. So why is it a problem now? Yeah. I just think it's disgusting that it's like, oh, I'm going to pat myself on the back for for doing all this. Like, I yeah. just cringe every time they say, oh, we have the first minority or we have right. the first female or I whatever it's like I, it's I hate it i hate cringe. it it's like it. no that just devalues it to me i'm like whoever it is great job congratulations you earned that 
position. That's what I want to hear. We have a great American right. who supports American values right. and they're do- going to do a great job. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to see. I don't care about what your skin color is. I don't care about what's right. between your legs. Come on. But that's because their base cares. The Democratic Party cares about identity politics. And and so they're going to yeah. feed they're going to feed into that. So I'm not really sure there's much else that needs to be said about that. I mean, they're they're they haven't learned their lesson. They apparently aren't going to learn their lesson. Uh, and, you know, we'll see how that translates for them in uh, November. I think there's been some great backlash and it's only getting worse. At least maybe that's just the feeds that I see and communications that I hear. But, um, yeah. Well, and we haven't even got, you know, that's not even getting into the whole, you know, school board issues with you know with their crt and and all those things because i mean again you see how quickly that went away once i think we're reaching you know an apex i guess i always feel that way and it just tends to get worse and worse but you know with i mean with biden's approval rating being just in the tank and it's people are finally coming around you know and maybe not just being the silent majority, but they're actually like saying like, okay, enough is enough. 30 booster shots is not (laughs) going to happen. All these restrictions and lockdowns. It's enough. It's enough. Well, and it's funny you said that because the next thing I was going to say and the next thing we were going to move on to (laughs) was I, I'm guessing that the, you know, we sent Kamala Harris over to negotiate the, the war in Iraq or the war in Ukraine. And, you know, she must have done a bang up job. And the reason (laughs) I say that, the reason I say that is guess who's back in the news this week? Who's back? Dr. Fauci. And guess what Dr. Fauci says? Actually, the title of the article I read said, Dr. Fauci is back. And he said mandates and uh, masks, maybe two. Great. That's uh, (laughs) you can't can't be irrelevant for too long. (laughs) Well, again, you know. Bad news is bad news, right? So what what's the what's the goal anytime something's not going favorably to the president's objectives? You move on to the next best thing. What's mm-hmm. the next best thing? Well, we haven't heard about coronavirus in a while, so all of a sudden this week I hear dun da 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 Delta Cron Optimus. <laughs> that's the next that's the next iteration of coronavirus is it really deltacron yes deltacron oh so that sounds like a omicron delta hybrid Uh, whatever well because i thought they were going through the the greek alphabet that's something different of course well you know i can only hope to see the progression that we've seen where the virus maybe that gets uh more easily transmitted but less yeah no less less deadly yeah 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 um and I, I don't see any signs of that. I mean, obviously, we're mirroring a li- some of the patterns from last year, whereas things warm up yep. and the, as the weather changes and people are um, getting healthier for the summertime and things like that, that, that it does settle down. Are we going to see a surge back in the fall? Is it going to be like yeah. normal flu season, things like that? But But it's always the timing. <laughs> it's always <laughs> the timing with this shit. It's got to be something. I mean, you know, again, it. One thing, you know, oh, we have something else that happened this week that we don't want to talk about. The New York Times comes out and says that 
Well, shucks, guys. You know, that whole time we were talking about uh, Russian collusion with uh, President Trump. Uh, well, uh, turns out that Hunter Biden's laptop is real. <laughs> I mean, we already all knew that. Yeah, I guess enough time has passed. But... Well, I think they think that. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not something that we didn't already know. And look, even the most hardened liberal out there knew that this shit was true. Oh, for sure. They're never going to admit it. But now, and you saw the scrambling today with uh, little Jenny Saki, little Peppermint Patty up Peppermint there. Patty. Um, you know, when she got asked the question about Hunter's laptop, that didn't go over so well. Like, she ignored the question. Oh, I didn't see that. You could just okay. see. I mean, she's pale anyway. <laughs> but you could see what color she had leak right out of her freaking face. When, they, when she got asked about Hunter's laptop. Because if you got the New York Times coming out and saying, yeah, all that reporting we did saying it was disinformation was wrong and it is actually a thing and it does actually exist and the FBI actually does have it. As much as I can't stand her, I still, I always respect her and respect her, you know, performing that job because, gosh, she has a really, really tough job defending Biden all the time. And the, the comebacks that she has, even though most of them are nonsense, <laughs> they are nonsense. It's still, I, it's still kind of, I mean, I guess I just can't BS that well. I just don't feel bad for her because you took the job knowing. And, and again, I think I've said it before. Had I never known who she was, uh, when, before she took this job as the white house press secretary, had I not ever seen that she was, or, you know, had I, had I never not seen her perform those same duties at the state department under Hillary Clinton, I would probably, I might feel a little bit sorry for her, but she did the same exact thing at yeah. the state department with the Hillary server. You know, she, you know, same thing. And, it, and this rises to the level of that because you know, her whole thing was like, well, you know, people oftentimes have private servers in their own homes and, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. And there was only five classified things on there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they were only secret. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. And so like you, you know, anybody who's ever had a clearance knows that if it's one thing on an unclassified network, your ass is in a sling. And you're saying, oh, well, it was only five things, you know, it's only five classified or 30, things. 000. Or 30,000. Or 30,000. Yeah. Who knows? You know. Well, I don't know. We have to ask China to, or Russia <laughs> to find out how many it really was. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, so. Well, and I don't feel, I mean, you're right. I'm, it's, you can't feel bad about her. I don't, just like I don't feel bad about criminal defense attorneys <laughs> that, you know, are completely lying. And, you know, real, I, I don't know. I understand that everybody deserves a defense. Right. But, you know, there, some things are just indefensible and it's an, an embarrassment to to actually try to defend it. Yeah. No. And in, I mean, in, in that instance, I think that there's a certain way that you can try to defend it without yeah. without trying to. I mean, obviously, you're trying to most of the time they're trying to cast the blame on somebody else, um, which is OK. I mean, that's your job. But yeah, I mean, there are some that just go overboard with their delusional well and that's what she's doing you know <laughs> they're trying to cast the blame on trump when yeah who hasn't been around for how long yeah i mean he's you know? still and, and i love it i get into pissing contests on social media constantly <laughs> and one one phrase that i'll tell you that our our friends on the other side i don't you hate that have you ever watched a congressional hearing where they're like and my friends on the other side they're not your friends you hate them and they hate you it's evident just 
I mean, we have a few in Congress now that are like, yeah, no, I don't like them. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, and that's on both sides. But, uh, you know, most of them are like, oh, my my good friend from. No, not your good friend. He's a piece of crap. You hate him. Everybody knows you hate him. So don't try to pretend for decorum's sake. You know, it's just it's ridiculous to me how they how they do that. But I, I completely lost my train of thought because I got off on the whole Congress thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not worth it, right? But anyway, so um, yeah, no, I just think it's interesting that it's always going back to our original original part on this is it's always the timing, it's always the timing of these things to come out, and it's not coincidence. I mean, if it happens like once in a while, yeah, okay, you know, whatever. But every single time something starts going downhill and starts becoming a negative, the next best thing pops in and that's all you hear about and it just show it just goes to show the the link between the mainstream media and the democratic party there's no there's no difference they are the pr branch of the democratic party i mean it's plain and simple they just are um and, and you see that because they've shifted uh they're not showing as much on ukraine daily as they were you know what a week ago it was 24 7 nonstop. Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. It's not. It's not today. I watched. I watched it today just to see what they were talking about, and it was Fauci again. It was uh, well, Fox News was talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. None of the other ones were. Um, but the Biden administration was. They're scrambling. They're scrambling over this laptop issue because I think this is going to boil out to be a big deal. Maybe not under his presidency, but it's going to come. I don't underestimate their ability to. Uh, brush things under the rug. It's just like, as I knew this was terrible back when it originally sure. came out and they're just, you know, they make things go away or they down, downplay it enough that when it, it is insanity. And so we've just seen this too many times to, well, you know, I don't know if there's, well, I don't know if there's statute limitations, but frankly, what, what they're looking at him for is basically the same thing that they nailed the uh, Flynn general Flynn for. Uh, you know, acting on behalf of a foreign government without registering as a foreign whatever it's called. Um, and so basically that's kind of the same. That's kind of the same thing that, you know, Hunter would be would fall under as far as like anything that's chargeable. And you're right I know, under his. And I don't know what if there's any statute of limitations on that or anything like that. And that may be why they're playing the long game with it, because if it well, runs out, it runs out. And all this points to. I don't know about necessarily collusion, but, you know, we know that President Biden was involved in taking sure. money from foreign countries. And, sure. you know, this stuff is under the radar and, and or under the table, I should say. And and uh, but I just don't ever see anything coming of it. So the other thing, the other thing that they were talking about this week, and I find interesting. So you remember Martha Stewart went to jail, went to prison for insider, <laughs> insider training. training. Exactly. Somebody brought up this week. They're like, "Well, why hasn't anybody brought this up with Nancy Pelosi?" Because it's legal, though, right? Well, they can't. They they can't get them on any of that. They can't. But it brings up a good question: If you're a policymaker, right, and you own stock in X company, and you know that the Department of Defense is about to sign 
a contract with a company that's not public yet that they're going to be the ones that, they, that get the contract or they're going to lose a contract. Yeah. And you know that as somebody in Congress, or you write you write legislation that's going to benefit a certain industry where you have considerable amount of, you shouldn't be allowed to buy stock or trade stock within that industry. No, absolutely not. And but that's they, exactly what's going on. That's yeah. 100% what's going yeah. on. Now, that's not a left or right issue because no. I, they probably all do it. Well, I mean, it's something else that was just similar with Marjorie Taylor Greene, a pretty well-known mm -hmm. Republican mm -hmm. um, now. Uh, just was promoting something, I guess, about the war. And she made a huge investment in Lockheed Martin. Sure. And of course, and then immediately, you know, basically propped up the war. Yep. Yeah. And knew, you know, she knows what to invest in it, given this. And, and she has the ability to impact that. So, yes, no, right. I think they should all be prohibited. But the problem is, is there's apparently... I can't remember how they said it, but it had something. Basically, it had the effect of once again, you know, just like when the government shuts down, you know, and, you know, some government employees pay gets cut off on that cutoff day for however long it's shut down. They're not getting paid. Congress exempts themselves from that. Same thing here. Apparently, there's some some exemption that's written, of course, by the Congress, by the right, Congress, right. for the Congress. Uh, that exempts them from any kind of liability or any kind of uh, what would be the proper word um, getting in any kind of trouble for doing this kind of, of thing because they exempt themselves. You know, they just wrote this new bill that they're trying to push through, which is like another $1.5 trillion of whatever and it is their pay raise. Nancy Pelosi would get a $46,000 a year pay raise underneath the new con congressional pay raise thing. Right. And, and but Congress is supposed to impart the will of the people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it seems like something that should be addressed by the people and not not yeah. by Congress. Well, and itself. it is because it's going to be yeah. it's going to be because the will of the people is going to be in November. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, now, having said that, and I'm not, this isn't a Nancy Pelosi bashing party, because when the Republicans get the House and or the Senate in November, well, it'll be what, January, I guess, but uh, they better start doing things, because when even when they have they have a history of when they do have the House and Senate of not doing anything much either. So they better take advantage of the momentum Especially if they crush them. If it's a, I mean, what, what's the word that they use? The red wave or the no, no, no. Wave? When they oh. say when they say that uh, <laughs> it was a it was a referendum on President Biden and the Democratic policies. Oh, right. So you know, it's like a huge win. Yeah. Like, like they're sending a message. It's a clear, yeah, it's message, a clear yeah. message that we don't like your policies, so we're not going to let you be in charge. If that's the case, the Republicans better. Take advantage of that. Now, how far can they get with that? I don't know, because you still have to have Biden sign everything. He's still going to be president. But they better be processing this legislation and making it public. The, the one thing I don't like about the Republican Party as a whole is their mess. The Democrats are much better at their messaging to the public, even though it's 100 percent bullshit 90 percent of the time. 
they're very good at messaging. You see it all the time where you'll watch five different shows, five different interviews with five different congressmen or senators, and they all use the same exact words. So like, like they're sending out their talking points and everybody is sticking to those talking points. Whereas you don't necessarily have that same messaging on the Republican side. And I think they need to get better at that and they need to get stronger at that. Like why, why aren't they out right now? I mean, the, the election is in November. I haven't seen one political commercial. I haven't seen anything about any any of the elections uh, in November. Why are you not out every single day? Every single one of these folks could get on whatever show they wanted to publicly and just start railing on this stuff. And I just don't see them doing it. I don't see Republicans doing it, and they should be. They should be out there railing on. They should be out there railing on uh inflation, the southern border, uh, Afghanistan, uh, you name it, uh, gas prices, uh, all these things. They should be out there railing on them. And they're just, I just don't see them doing it. I don't see them taking advantage. So I don't know. You got any, any further thoughts on that? Because I, I just don't know what else. I don't know why they're not doing it. No, not on that. And yeah, I think my concern is I don't, I see that President Biden is going to be similar to Vladimir Putin and not be afraid to go down in flames. Yeah. You know, so. Um, well, but it, unfortunately for him, I think it's just because he's not cognizant. Sure. Sure. <laughs> he's not. Whereas Putin, I think, is very calculated right. in his actions and and is doing exactly what Putin wants to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that's the same. That's not an equal to Biden where I just, I honestly just don't think he knows. No, I think you're, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're right there. You can see, I mean, he doesn't hide it. He just says, Oh, I go where they tell me to do. I tell, I read what they tell me well, to my say. My people told me I can yeah. only talk to, yeah. you know, here's my list of the five reporters I can yeah. ask questions from because I mean, they've already been vetted. Uh, so anyway, folks, hey, I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. We've had a bunch of listeners go out and follow us on Twitter. If you have a Twitter account at AG with Ordinary People, we'll be back next week. Again, I apologize for the two weeks that we didn't have a show. Uh, wasn't really anything I could do about it, uh, but we're going to come back uh, stronger and harder here. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Talk to you next week.